0: Welcome to Our Christian Viewing Experience. I am Noah Wilder. I'm Elias Chavez. And we are here today to talk to you guys and each other about uh, two, a movie and a video game. Not two movies this time. Um, I keep them on their toes. Yeah. And about how they relate to God or the Christian experience in some way. Hey, it's almost like in our title or something. Uh, but first we're going to do an icebreaker. Uh, Elias... <laughs> <laughs> right, wants to tell me one that he thinks I'll reject, yes. and then I have one going. So let's yeah. see. So so mine. What so happens. so
1: are you? Are you a Queen fan? Do you listen to Queen at all? Sure. So sure. so I have a I have a I've got a question for you. Do you personally do you relate more to Freddie Mercury, or do you relate more to Freddie Mercury singing backup for Freddie
0: Mercury? <laughs> I would say. Freddie Mercury as an ensemble singing backup for Freddie Mercury. Okay, okay, a little bit more in the back. A little bit (laughs) more in the back, singing with other people. Gotcha,
1: gotcha. I'm definitely, I'm definitely also a Freddie Mercury singing backup for Freddie
0: Mercury, but I'm a little bit further back yeah than you okay yeah, yeah. cool my question was it's okay if you could uh have any item that is weapon object anything from a video game to help you in your daily life my what day. would it be uh a soup ladle from the legend of zelda tears of the kingdom <laughs> <laughs> no um <laughs> i've never seen that one that big I, yeah um any video game weapon or or just item doesn't just... have to be a weapon Could just be, yeah, like a knife.
1: (laughs) I want like a really big fat diamond club so i can sell it from what uh money. no
0: it has to help you in your no, daily,
1: I, daily life yeah the money
0: will no 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 i'd no, no. uh, uh, <laughs> like money from I, grand theft auto
1: yes. <laughs> oh, specifically
0: <laughs> yeah no um, I, from the first game so inflation oh yeah yeah, yeah. Helped me <laughs> helps me out helps me out no, um,
1: I'm going to say, uh, hmm, can't be money, <laughs> can't be money,
0: unless you want some uh, like random currency from a video game that won't help you at all, Sure, I'll accept that, Sure, like there's a Alice in Wonderland game where you're collecting teeth as currency, <laughs> so yeah, if you want that, go for it, <laughs> <laughs> but you're only allowed to bring one tooth, <laughs> no, I'm trying to think
1: if there's like, I, f- I feel like actually going back to Legend of Zelda, um
0: the sheikah slate that'd be awesome no um (laughs) it's like five powers and a tablet and one item and a switch (laughs) yeah no No. it's not the sheikah slate is a wii u controller oh yeah that's right that's right and (laughs) tears of the kingdom is the switch yeah but no i i would
1: want um one of those like zonai swords um i think that it would be great to have just like like, for cooking purposes. Not, not a Sheikah ancient sword? Maybe one of those. But just, like, I want, like, a nice, like, a little dagger.
0: Just a little, just yeah. like a little.
1: Because I was thinking I was, for like, cooking? a lightsaber oh, cause it or won't, something.
0: Because it won't, like, go dull. Yeah, it won't go dull. cutting tomatoes. Yeah, either. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: it's just perfect tomatoes every time. It never pulls on them too much. It's just, you know, I need to slice some bread. Boom. Laser sword. But it's never implied to be hot like a lightsaber is. Yeah, you know? so it's not
0: cooking the food. Right, right, right. It's actually cold. It's freezing the food. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, but no, that would be my answer. I'd want I'd, I'm, and I'm sure that there's probably like a better answer out there somewhere um, for exactly what it is that I want. But like that is that is going to be my answer regardless. I want uh, just some kind of nice little energy dagger to allow me to to dice up my food. Um, and then okay. I can pass it on to my kids.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, I'll ask a question about how this works because I don't know enough about Pokemon. Okay. But a Pokeball. So. D- can it only work with Pokemon? Is that what makes Pokemon and animals separate? Um, or could I put my dog in it? So so as far as I'm aware. Or could I put my car in it? Could I put my car in it? No one's stealing this baby. <laughs> I think. Could I put my money in it? If they're made out of
1: Pokemon, I think you can. I think that you can technically put anything
0: into a Pokeball. um Because if I can put literally anything, no matter the size, into a Pokeball, mm-hmm. I want that. Just everything goes in. To- <laughs> well, my house. My house. <laughs> go on vacation. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Unload my house from my pocket. Yeah. <laughs>
1: and the pokeball it like shrinks and expands you know um to fit on your belt conveniently no
0: because um, like i have a clip yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like i'm like a middle school <laughs> going to school my friends will think this is awesome <laughs> got
1: my pokeballs with me i can only carry six <laughs>
0: I, like suck up my friends and t- they'll never leave me now.
1: <laughs> so it is. It is canon that the ins. Oh gosh, it is canon that the inside of the pokeball is just like whatever. Like makes the Pokemon like happy and
0: obedient, <laughs> basically. So it's just like a dream to be in there. So like, yes, I might want to go in one day. Yeah. With a trusted friend on the other side, I was
1: gonna say we'll yeah. Because also
0: it's uh, inescapable. Yeah. Um, so like, don't shake like them. What, once
1: you <laughs> once you've accepted it, once you've consented, uh, you can't unconsent.
0: <laughs> okay. Does the pokeball, Pokemon ball, whatever it is, mm-hmm. uh, does it like make me listen to you as my trainer? <laughs> that is correct. So if like, hey man, I just need to relax for a couple minutes. Mm-hmm. put me in your pokeball <laughs> don't ever say that to me <laughs> now i have to listen to you for the rest of my life and do all until your i release you correct okay so i need to put you in a pokeball and, they and command then have you... me command you to put me in one and then we release each other once we're done <laughs> This sounds like a
1: real like Mexican standoff. <laughs> like each of us, like
0: who releases first? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> put put the bag on the ground. <laughs> like, All yeah. right, we're both gonna grab the bag at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But yeah, I, I would use that if it can like consume consume hold anything. Mm-hmm. Very convenient. Probably I've... can solve world hunger or something. <laughs> yeah, I've always wondered
1: about it just because, like, um, Cause I mean, it's even like canon. Like if a Pokemon's holding something, that goes into the Pokeball with them. You know? Yeah. Um, I dive under a nuclear
0: bomb. Yeah. with my Pokeball. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I choose you. <laughs> yes.
1: That's amazing. <laughs> and it makes the funny like little catching sound while the nuclear bombs inside everyone's just sweating bullets.
0: Yeah, it's, like, jiggling. Like, it's not sure (laughs) if it's captured yet. (laughs) Oh, my gosh.
1: Um... But yeah, because like the funniest thing about that has always I been used like the
0: super one. So it's, really mean, good. it's like a better chance of catching it. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean better?
1: <laughs> but no, it's like some eight-year-old just running around like catching the gods of
0: his universe. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so funny. It's amazing. Pokemon and the Greek gods exist in the same world. You yeah. can capture them in a pokeball. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Go Dionysus. I don't really know what you're all about, but. <laughs>
0: (laughs) Get him drunk.
1: Go Dionysus, throw an awesome party.
0: (laughs) Distract. Yeah, distract.
1: I don't know why my mom really likes you.
0: (laughs) Let's see, is there anything else though? Now now it has to specific, wait, you did weapon. So yeah, yeah, I'll so make like you it... do specifically an item that isn't a weapon and I'll do a weapon. Okay. Um specifically
1: an item. Uh I want the uh Lego stud magnet and if not then just walk
0: around and pick up studs. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> oh, if not yeah.
1: that then the like fast build. Yeah. I think that that would be You, the...
0: you just want to hear the noise while you I want to Legos. hear the, I want to <laughs> hear the
1: noise, but um yeah, I think that that would make um i think that would be an awesome party trick someone just like gives me a box of legos i'm like (laughs) that'd be incredible um i guess another lego power up uh i would become a soldier yeah and uh the fake guns one
0: that turns everybody's guns into carrots (laughs) uh yeah so weapon yeah uh, I'll classify what I'm about to say as a weapon, uh, a gun, the gummy ship from Kingdom Hearts <laughs> that lets me travel to different Disney worlds. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, random Final Fantasy worlds. Yeah. Sure. Sure. I'll totally go to those, but it has guns on it. So it's a weapon. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, at that point, I guess I would just say Batmobile cause then i have a car. Okay. I'll, I, I, won't, I won't do a cheese cheesy one. Okay. I'll do a real weapon. Let's see. You could even choose the keyblade uh, because it can unlock no, I'll lock. do the four swords. Ooh. To split so, yourself into four yeah, versions of I'd yourself. I'd be so productive. I'd be so <laughs> But you all have to wear different colored shirts. I'd have so many shirts. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really like this shirt in blue and then I just like spin around. Whoa. Oh, green. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: i also love the argument of like and
0: then we like trade shirts
1: yeah before. i i really love uh like you trying to go anywhere with the four sword you know like you try to walk into a mall because you're
0: like oh i really like the shirt but like you have to actually get into the mall with the four sword i mean i could hand it to another guy okay walk in he can stand outside He's the stand outside guy every time. He's just willing. He's just willing. I wonder if the Link gets all the memories of each of his four-sword selves when mm. they combine again.
1: Mm. I hope so.
0: Because, like, that one guy always has to stand outside the mall with a sword. <laughs> or wherever. The movie. Yeah. Like, he can experience everything we experienced in there. Yeah. You know. Wow. Yeah, so four sword. Okay. I'd do that. I'm cool with that answer.
1: I accept that. Not the Ocarina of Time.
0: No. Because that definitely qualifies as a weapon. (laughs) In the wrong hands. Yeah. Ganondorf. Yeah.
1: If he was musically inclined at all, game over.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So uh, if you have an answer to our icebreaker questions... (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> about Freddie Mercury and video games you'd like to have in real life, let me know uh, at ocvepod.com, ocvepod at gmail.com, and at ocvepod on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks for being here. But now we're going to move on to the feature presentation. Uh, I'll let Elias start. Okay. He's, he's talking about Dead Space again. Space, yeah. space is dead
1: space is dead um yeah i'm talking about uh, dead space again i wasn't sure i was gonna do it but then i talked a lot last time about how i have things to talk about as far as dead space is concerned and i was like well that should be an easy segue um so yeah, to expound a little bit on the Dead Space universe, because I was like, I don't think we've ever done just a back to back talk about the same thing two weeks in a row. So I'm jumping on it. Um <laughs> Took us a hundred year or a hundred episodes to come up with a new idea for,
0: <laughs> for how to do these. Um but anyways, yes. We usually don't do them like We talk about the same movie again. Yeah. But we usually don't do it back to back. No. You know, so anyway, continue. This
1: is a video game, so it's different. Um, (laughs) But yes, so Dead Space, I'm going to talk a little bit about it as a trilogy, I guess, um, to just kind of talk about the general universe of Dead Space. But basically, uh, today I'm talking about the Church of Unitology and um, I guess kind of what this whole podcast is about in the sense of like we are Christians experiencing the world through a Christian perspective um, and that's kind of what this is so anyways uh, Church Unitology um, a lot of people compare it to the real world cult of the Church of Scientology um, these organizations share some similar traits um, there's a uh, shall we say a, a slightly more uh, a monetary bend if you will um, between the two of them Mm-hmm. Um, in that they try to bleed you dry um, it's a secret society
0: and type take your family away if you leave
1: yeah yeah <laughs> Which is also a thing in this, but we'll get to that in a moment. Um, But yeah, there's this secret society kind of mentality to it. Um, There's these conspiracies that go on or that happen about like what goes on behind closed doors um, with, you know, people saying there's political and social manipulation. Um, But this is just like the tip of the iceberg with Unitology. Unitology, because, you know, it's a video game, um, they take it like all the way completely to the extreme of this idea. Um, It is. A phenomenal example of just total blind faith and obedience to an idea, which, like, as Christians, we have, um, how to phrase this we we, We don't have blind faith we don't have blind faith like we
0: have a reasonable faith
1: we have a reasonable faith and i think that that's something that like is lost on the world a lot of the time where they're just like oh there's no like proof that god exists
0: uh if you were ever talking to like an atheist yeah uh, skeptic hostile person Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) they'll just like define faith as believing things blindly they only think of faith as a blind faith there's no like Oh, you can't, like, reasonably get to a point where you just, like, maybe I'm not all the way there, but I just I just have to believe this. Yeah. There's lots of good evidence. Maybe it isn't convincing to everyone, but it's convincing me. Yeah. there's It's just, I believe because I was told to, and if I don't, I die.
1: <laughs> and that would be blind faith. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's blind. That is unreasonable. And it's not really... F- faith It's more self-preservation. Yeah. You know? And that's not really faith. That's not how God works. God doesn't let you into heaven just because you're scared to go to hell.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, (laughs) I was talking with my wife about this the other day. Oh. Where it's uh, like God doesn't want you just to love him because you're scared of hell. But he'll accept that. Yeah. And if you continue on, that won't be the reason anymore. But if like if that's the reason you start out with okay like what he's like we can work on that (laughs) i mean it is true that that is a thing that would happen to you so fine like yeah but let's really do this though let's not just be scared the whole time yeah we're given a spirit of confidence and and faith (laughs) and not fear yes so yeah
1: but yeah um but yes basically yeah but there's there's a difference between that and like actually genuinely understanding and accepting and um, having a knowledge about what you're talking about, I think that yeah. that's really important as a Christian and not just being like, oh yeah, these are the things that I believe. And then somebody, you know, like, let's say you do talk to a skeptic and they're like, oh, but like, what about this thing? And you're like, that's a great question. Crickets. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, which you shouldn't, you don't need to have an answer for every single little thing, but like that shouldn't shake your world, you know?
0: Yeah. It's kind of interesting that cults end up doing the opposite of what we were just talking about, Mm -hmm. where instead of – I mean, they don't sell you on you're going to hell, everything's terrible unless you join us. Yeah. They sell you on benefits, and then when you're like, maybe not, I don't really understand this anymore, then they threaten you to keep you there. Yeah. With Christianity, you are not, like, threatened with hell. To stay, you know? Yeah. Uh, that might convince you to join in some senses. Mm-hmm. We hope it doesn't. We hope there's better reasons, but if it does, whatever. Yeah. But to be a real Christian, that can't be the reason you stick around. Yeah. So cults flip that on its head. Yeah. That's a problem. <laughs> That's a problem. Yeah.
1: Yes. Um, but yeah, so in short, just believing without understanding what you're believing it's dangerous yeah you have to grow in your faith um and then these cults they don't really care about you
0: growing in your faith they care about you staking around and giving money and (laughs) yeah and uh, contribute to the commune baby and contributing to dead space (laughs) zombieism. Let's go. Um, go become a zombie. Yeah, it's, pretty it's cool. time. It's a yes.
1: Um, <laughs> bring on the Kool Aid, baby. Um, <laughs> but no. Um, anyways, in Unitology, though, uh, we see this cult-like mentality and this. Uh, this kind of herding of these sheep-like people that kind of completely violates the core ideals of free will. Uh, Members of the church, they and this is where we get a little bit gruesome because horror game. Um, But yeah, members of the church will just like willingly kill themselves and other people. Um, I went into that a lot in the previous um, episode, I guess, of this, um, where I was just talking about like, hey, they want to make everybody dead everybody zombies and then they'll all be like kind of brought together and unified so to speak into one giant massive corpse ball floating in space and that's the the,
0: dream the
1: dream (laughs) these yeah yeah there you go that's that's the idea They, they don't know that that's what they're working towards and that's what they're worshiping but like that is actually what it turns out to be in practice um but yeah, Unitology also fits for some atheists, um, kind of as an example, uh, just kind of flipping this, uh, this idea and the, like how I was looking at this on its head a little bit. Um, but from an atheist perspective, um, Unitology fits what some of what some atheists think of what all religions are, um, seeing the best members of any religion Um, just to be these kind of lemmings that are heading towards a cliff as they're being led off of it. Um, all that they see, whether it's because they've been hurt or it's the impression that they've been given or whatever it may be. But all that they see is this manipulation of church and the state to the ends of, um, just twisting everyone to whatever goals and ideals it is that the church that the whatever religion it is really um has until it's just too late for these poor people to actually get out um it's a very dark side of religion um and i mean yeah a lot of people i mean even like i would say today it's like a pretty common um Sentiment to have to be like pretty anti organized religion Mm -hmm. Um, and that's where that comes from is just because a lot of people have these um Really awful ideas and opinions of what organized religion like actually is Um, it makes you bitter really angry frustrated. Um, and that's what happens to our our good boy protagonist isaac clark um we learn through what originally was just like not DLC, but like new game plus and like bonus material stuff. Um, we learn about Isaac Clark's family life a little bit. Um, and then now in the new game, we just kind of get that stuff pretty upfront um, with this remake that just came out. But um, yeah, Isaac Clark, he actually came from a pretty wealthy family, um, but it was all spent by his mother when she ended up entering the church. Um, His father was sent far off by some EarthGov mission, um, EarthGov being the government of Earth. Um, (laughs) But uh, yeah, he was sent on some far off mission suspiciously after his mother joined the church and... Because her husband was away, she just, like, gave everything to them, bankrupted them. He was forced to work his – and then Isaac was forced to, like, work his way through schools way below his expertise. Um, And then um, not too long after that, he is alone in a cold, dark world, disconnected from his missing father, uh, his zealot mom – And he finds out later that his, like I said before, uh, the church in this game makes people do some terrible things. So he finds out um, like on the ship ride to like when the first game starts, uh, you find out that like his mom killed his dad and that then she killed herself. So it's really awful. She was happy about it. She was pretty, she was really cool with the whole thing. Um, So Isaac's got some problems. He has some real issues with the exploitation for profit of this church with this cult again. Um, in spite of everything though, I still think that Isaac really fits what is a Christian ideal of a really good man. Now, well, maybe I shouldn't say obviously, but I will say it is a video game. It is secular. So you know he's never like officially confirmed as Christian. I don't even think, to my knowledge, that Christianity is a thing that
0: Isaac is Christian canon. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I, I don't even think that there's like an actual, like I, I don't know that Christianity is even confirmed as a thing that exists in the Dead Spell Dead Space universe. <laughs> Dead Spell. Dead. For leaving alone. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, new franchise just made. I hey I. I You'd Sounds play, like a great name. I would play, play it. Game. Yeah, yeah. I, I would love it. I'd be like, oh, I don't even know what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I. but like I said, I think that he fits and lines up with these ideals of what a biblical standard of what a good man is. He stands up against uh, threats no matter how big they are um, willingly putting his own life on the line, even if it's only to save like literally one other person. um, He puts himself at risk over and over and over again, just trying to negotiate and deal with people. um, Not really monsters, but people in nonviolent manners. You see it time and time again throughout the series where like, He'll see a person who he knows is not a good guy and he'll like go up to him and be like, hey, you know, like, let's not, you know, like, let's be reasonable. Let's be reasonable about this. There's a giant corpse monster in the sky and we can just like not join that (laughs) and we could like get rid of it together. There's like a sane, logical thing that we could do here. And then, you know, people are crazy and they're like, but like, what about instead you don't
0: get it man yeah no literally he's
1: like he's like that's why you know people are just like well you're not a unitologist so you wouldn't understand anyways i'm gonna unleash a crazy monster so you gotta fight it now
0: and you're like yeah man he's just like open like it's literally right in front of you yes yes (laughs) does this convince anyone in the game does someone leave scientology
1: (laughs) yes there are there so okay so the you find out throughout the course of the game that uh, this marker that like this whole ship is like going to this planet to find, um, somehow the church finds out that the markers there, they all go out they you know, and so the ship, the USG Ishimura, they send out the ship and, um, it's just like staffed almost completely with unitologists. Um, they don't, you know, they don't realize that at first, the people on the ship who aren't, um, but like the captain's unitologists, like all the medical experts are unitologists, like everybody. Um, and most of them, uh, upon realizing what's happening, the ones who haven't, you know, been immediately driven insane and go on a killing spree, um, <laughs> they're like, hmm, so, like, a lot of people are like, oh, this is, like, the next step in evolution, this is so great, you know, this is what we've been waiting for, and uh, I don't think this is it, Chief. <laughs>
0: Hey, man, I'm not up for it. Yeah, and so then, like... <laughs> I minute... think lev- ev- evolution has gone too far. Yeah, right, right, right. I say we actually... Well, let's just hit the soft reboot button. <laughs> let's, uh... Nope, just a indefinite pause on that whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> we can... We can just not. <laughs> um, But, yes,
1: uh, to answer the question, yeah, there are some people who see the, the craziness of what's happening, and then they're just like, I'm... I didn't realize that this is the unification that everyone was talking about um this is not what i thought it was
0: and then they try to leave thought we would all be friends or something <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah yeah i thought this was like a hold hands and sing kumbaya kind of paradise thought we
0: were all just gonna get a little high <laughs> <laughs> right 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 get to know each other better yeah have a good time. <laughs> yeah,
1: you know, share some drinks. <laughs> share some
0: drinks. Share some stories. Put down the gun. <laughs> share some stories. Right. Laugh. Cry. Love. <laughs> yeah. Now nah, I don't, I didn't sign up for this. I don't I, think. I don't think this was in the brochure. I don't
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, and that's the funny thing because you will find like uh, propaganda material throughout the game. It's pretty mm-hmm. sparse, but like you'll find stuff, and you're like. Man, this kind of sounds awesome. <laughs> Their marketing team is so good. I get it. <laughs> right, right. Like, man. <laughs> um, but yes, point is, um, yeah, he's just yeah, he just like I said, he he risks himself and he makes sure that um that like truly in this world, I would say, yeah, violence is just about the only answer. But <laughs> um he tries to make sure that like in every single situation that there's not any reasoning with anybody that like You know, he doesn't want to kill anyone. Um, And so, yeah, with that being said, um, his only, yeah, he only takes, he only takes the option of violence when there's like no other option. Lives are at stake. And that's just like the path we got to go down. Um, He's understanding and considerate of other people's needs. um, Even in Dead Space 3, uh, where we, where he's like kind of finally cracked a little bit. Um, Like mentally, he's like kind of going off the rocker. Um, he's still realizing that he has to accept the responsibility that's been handed to him. He's survived this nightmare quite a few times um, and he detests being called it, but he kind of has to accept the title and moniker of Marker Killer because he's the only one who's been able to go around and like stop this tragedy from happening multiple times. Um, But anyways, even the core gameplay of the games, the Necromorphs themselves um, also... uh, I think exemplify this like allegory of what's going on here um, with, without the context of the story. Um, but in dead space, these necromorphs are kind of these twofold threats on one hand. Yeah. They go around and they like stab living people and kill them. Um, <laughs> but like also they seek to actually like convert people into their own, you know, they're going around and like, yes, they're a threat to living people, but like in, in being a threat to living people, they are killing people and then turning people into, more necromorphs mm-hmm. they're part of this like big hive mind that are all being directed by um by the hive mind by as you know being controlled by this marker and so on um they seek to just drag everyone and everything all this organic matter down to their level um just like demons in the bible um satan has this mentality where like he knows he's beat it's it's pretty well spelled out They wrote a very long book about it. Um, And... You can read it. And you can read it. Satan has read it. Um, Yeah. 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 Satan has read it. He likes quoting it in wrong ways. Well, I'd say that's one of his most powerful tools. But we're not here for that conversation. The point is... um, But he's realized he's defeated. And in realizing he's been defeated... His ultimate goal now is not necessarily to win. It's just to drag as many people down with him as
0: possible. Mm-hmm. He is the schemer, the liar, the deceiver. He Yeah, like imagine you're being like forced by an insurmountable army into like a lava pit. You could grab a few people if you're if, like there, there's no fighting out of it. But yeah. you could grab a few people. That's Satan's point of view right now
1: yeah yeah it's the i might as well take him down with me Mm -hmm. um because you know he has fully rejected god and in that he doesn't want anyone else to experience the joy and like beauty that god has in store for them um so yeah if you ever wonder why uh, things suck, that's that's a little <laughs> bit of why. There you go. Um, <laughs> but anyways, um, and so in that way, they are very much akin to demons. Um, but just like Isaac, you know, these demons they present us with these challenges, um, and then you know, Isaac. I mean, he has laser gun, kill enemy, but <laughs> um, we don't really do it that way. But just like Isaac, after we've overcome these um challenges sometimes we're just kind of left a little uncertain um of what's going on we have to get our bearings i don't know if you've ever gone through that personally noah but i know like for myself like with certain sin struggles like as i overcome them i'm just like am i am i good like what's the next step here as i kind of have to like spiritually speaking like get my bearings afterward
0: and be like Mm -hmm. this is
1: Okay, yeah, like no, okay, I am in a good spot, and like <laughs> you know, and like I, I can. I know, know this
0: feels odd because I usually mess up.
1: But yes, but like I actually overcame. Okay. <laughs> I overcame my sin. I, you know, I. I said no to something that I've been struggling to say no to or whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. Um, And then like at that point you can rejoice because it's like, okay, I've, you know, I've grown stronger in that. Um, And I mean, yeah, that's just like playing video games, but whatever. Um, (laughs) But like, I, I do still, I see that, I see that core aspect in Isaac. Um, I'd say even, going through the three games, um, each one focuses on like these universal, like Christian themes. The first one, it, I mean, it's the first one. So it deals with this like unknown, uh, he shows up on the ship. He doesn't know anything's happening. He's just looking for his wife and wants to fix this ship that sent out a distress signal. That's it. And then suddenly it's all these questions of faith. Um, you know, the dangers of denial, things like that. Um, the second, it starts covering guilt, trust, Betrayal, uh, forgiveness, both from uh, others as well as like you have to forgive yourselves for the things that you do sometimes. Um, again, Isaac is not somebody who actually enjoys exacting violence. Uh, but yeah, and then the finale, it deals with this idea of duty, uh, your regrets of the past, your actually like your faith and like what you believe is real. And then I think most importantly, all like the actual value and the purpose of sacrifice, um, which is kind of important as far as Christianity is concerned is like, what is the value and purpose of sacrifice? Um, because you know, without the sacrifice of Christ, literally, where are we as a faith? Um, nowhere. So, (laughs) um, but anyways, all of these things to say, um, I really like Dead Space. I really like the universe of Dead Space. Um, And just like while thinking critically about Dead Space, um, as I was like going through and playing this remake of the first game, um, it just kind of made me like want to talk about it and be like, this is, I think, kind of exactly what the podcast is about. I'm just like, you know, I'm looking at this universe. And does it have a lot of parallels to... Christianity, I would say yes, you know, it's a lot of like personal struggle and, you know, trying to overcome um, in this case, kind of fantastical, but like, when it comes down to us as Christians, um, are we not engaged in spiritual warfare? Um, And is it not just as terrifying on like an actual practical level of like, you know, again, don't live in fear of hell. But like, (laughs) when you consider that, like, our souls are on the line here, um, spiritual warfare is a real thing. And I think that I really like the idea of this as a parallel being a horror game because like it really nails home for me, at least like hell is scary. I don't I don't want to walk around with those terrifying nightmare fuel things. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyways, point is Isaac Clark. I think he's a great guy. I think he's a wonderful parallel for a Christian. Um, I think he's a very strong man. Um, as far as video game role models go, I think he's a pretty good one and he really stands up to a lot of terrible things. So, there we go. That's that's my presentation.
0: Cool. There Thanks. Go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be talking about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Woo! Why <laughs> have you seen this? Yeah. I have. Oh, okay. Cool. It's it's a really good movie. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> specifically, I'm going to talk about the villain who is called the High Evolutionary. Um, who is essentially just a false God in the movie, even at one yeah. point, they the, mentioned
1: that some like he's like some far reaches of the universe think of him as God.
0: There's yeah a And line he about is that. like populated planets, yeah. with his creations and stuff. So like why not think of him as God if you're one of those guys, you know? It so makes sense. Yeah, I think he's right. thinks of himself as God uh, throughout the movie his workers keep saying like things like oh my lord and good god or god help us or like they see stuff that's going on and they mention god uh and eventually he freaks out about it and screams there is no god that's why i had to step in uh so (laughs) clearly he thinks of himself as the guy who's stepping up for in the place of god uh so (laughs) he has made himself a false god and he is very much in this a satan-like position of believing he stepped up and took over the place of god um he is not god <laughs> he's not even a god stand in in the way we're gonna look at today uh and the movie tells you as much when rocket has a vision of his friend lila uh she explains to rocket there are the hands that guide us and there are the hands that guide the hands uh meaning yeah like the high evolutionary made us uh there, all these things are happening to us we feel like our life is our control but there's something over all, all of that that's in control uh um, according to Lila, who is dead, <laughs> uh, so <laughs> she, may, she might know. I don't yeah, know. <laughs> uh, Rocket's actually just hyped up on whatever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the high evolutionary is a terrible god stand in because he has a utilitarian <clears throat> mindset about everything. Yeah. E- and for those of you who might not understand yet, that it means everything is looked at as what use does it have and what use does it have for me? So like, that's good in some senses. Um, when you're looking at your resources on the planet, you know, (laughs) you want to try and be utilitarian and use as much of things for a good use as possible. But people aren't things that are needed for use, (laughs) especially not for you. Uh, the people aren't here to serve you. So that's part of the reason why he has a God complex is because he has this utilitarian mindset that everything exists to serve him. And he has a goal and everything is either contributing to that goal or is completely useless in every way (laughs) and just needs to be tossed out needs to be killed, whatever. He doesn't care. Um, he has needs and desires, so he creates different life forms to meet those needs and desires. They fail to meet his needs, so he kills them or just throws them away. And Rocket explains it like this. We were just stupid experiments made to be thrown away. And so that's what Rock, how Rocket was made. Uh, the high evolutionary made him as part of an experiment to get to the point where he could make the ultimate life form. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so that he could build a utopia which i learned today is actually uh the word utopia comes from greek utopian no <laughs> it comes from greek and it means non-existent city or make-believe city hmm it's it, a utopia is something that cannot and does not exist interesting if it was spelled with the e at the front that would be like euphoric like greatest city Uh, but it's not it's like like how we have un yeah in front of something to mean like not yeah it's just something that cannot be reached cannot be attained Uh, impossible city is essentially what it means (laughs) so cool the guy who coined the term utopia didn't think it was possible and was just like hey here's a fun thought experiment and that but never thought people should be striving for this because he thought it was impossible so interest, that's an interesting tip. And
1: now our culture is obsessed with it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, None of us think about that anymore. Uh, <laughs> anyway, the high evolutionary doesn't know or care about any of his creations. They have their use, and when they fail or run out of their use, they are thrown out. God, the true God, in comparison, knows and cares about his creation. He doesn't toss us out when we run out of use. He loves us and he blesses us.
1: Doesn't harvest us for parts.
0: Yes. (laughs) Uh, He, um, God blesses, uh, I can't remember the exact verse, but it says, uh, the rain falls on the wicked and the righteous. The sun shines on the wicked and the righteous. Uh, Like, blessings go to everyone. There is no one who is out of his reach that he isn't blessing in some way. Um, good things can happen to bad people because God still loves bad people. Um, God doesn't want us to stay far away from him. He reaches out and makes a way for us to find him. Unlike the high evolutionary who just like lives in his lab and doesn't want to be touched and doesn't want to be talked to by these lowly creatures who have no purpose because they're failing and not doing what he wants. Uh, (laughs) One of my favorite lines in the movie Uh, You're going to quote the verse for me?
1: Yeah. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. He causes his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? And if you greet only your own people... What are you doing more than others? Do not even pagans do that? Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly father is perfect. Mm -hmm. I like that. It's, yeah, no, because I I, I am familiar with the voice, but that... um, The verse. What did I say?
0: (laughs) You said the voice. Oh, rip.
1: Um, But yeah, no, I I like, I really, I really like that idea of the verse, that like central theme there where it's like, yeah, everybody likes people who like them great job yeah (laughs) your calling is to be perfect and to love those who hate you god loves those who hate him
0: yeah the uh the high evolutionary instead of making people perfect he wants to make the perfect people yeah uh so God, he sees us in our imperfect state and says like hey we can do better (laughs) let's work on that the High Evolutionary sees, a, sees his creation in an imperfect state. Uh, one of my favorite lines was, uh, The perfect society doesn't usually include a squid man selling meth to a couple of kids with cockroach heads. Yeah. <laughs> so he sees that imperfect state and he's like, Ah, murder. Yeah. <laughs> he just ends it. He doesn't care. He doesn't want to make it perfect or improve these people. Or their lives, they're just run out of use. They're imperfect and now worthless to him because so he blows up their planet. Yeah, so yeah, I like that he had that ready to go whenever he, <laughs> whenever he wanted yeah. to blow up a whole planet. Uh, but uh, they ran out of that use. They showed him what he could learn from them, and now they're just useless, worthless people who do nothing and. Who cares? They're, they're just falling apart. So they deserve destruction. And maybe they do, but the response should be, I can show them a better way. Like God shows us mm. instead of, and you are all dead now. Uh, <laughs> um, but you may be tempted to compare that to like Noah. God floods the earth and things, but God doesn't kill everyone. He isn't interested in just like oh well they're useless now going to kill them all and start over um he's saying like okay well we need to we need not a reset but we need to focus up in here <laughs> these guys are so bad that i can't i cannot fix them and leave them as humans like yeah i cannot fix them and not completely just take over right in a very obvious way that takes over their self control and free will and all these things so, I'm just gonna take this one guy who's only partially correct in some areas and work on him, and that's where we're gonna start again, not well, I'll just make a new thing,
1: yep, nope. so <laughs> I'll flood the entirety of Mesopotamia <laughs> no.
0: acts seventeen twenty four through twenty five says The God who made the world and everything in it, being Lord of heaven and earth, does not live in temples made by men, nor is he served by human hands, as though he needed anything. Since Mm. he himself gives to all mankind and he gives life and breath and everything. Uh, So, like I was saying earlier, the high evolutionary thinks of himself as God, but everything is serving him and he has needs that they better fulfill or else he's killing him god needs nothing what
1: a guy yes
0: god needs nothing he cannot need something it's not a possibility for him to need anything from you uh and yet he still cares for you and he does not punish you when you are not being useful <laughs> in that kind of mindset um this is not it's not as if god is a human or a man or a son of man um god doesn't need anything the high evolutionary definitely does and if you don't give it to him you're in trouble god needs nothing he expects you to live a certain way because that's how he made you and but he's willing to call you to that and explain it to you interact with you influence you and teach you and do all these things to get you to that point he's not willing to just oh well they messed up one time who cares? Toss him in the bin. You know, uh, <laughs> he created us for a purpose. And if we don't embrace that purpose in our lives, we are worse for it. So he does teach us that purpose. If we fail, we are not discarded. We are forgiven or we at least have a chance to be forgiven if we accept it. Um, indeed, if we intend for evil, he uses us for good. So even if we knowingly do what is wrong, he works with us anyway. Um, not just like accidentally makes some mistakes or anything, but if we intend to harm others, to do evil in this world, he works it for good. Um, the high evol- evolutionary doesn't even learn the names of his creations. Uh, he calls rocket P one three because that's just the code that he made him. He gave him as an identifier, doesn't matter at all doesn't have any identity to it yeah doesn't uh, care how
1: rocket identifies
0: yeah and it's not like he's the creator so he gets to call whoever he wants whoever he wants it's <laughs> uh that's not what's going on here He is choosing not to give. he could have given them real names yeah he chooses not to um and even when Rocket has been like out in space, having shenanigans and adventures, having yeah, shenanigans, doing shenanigans and having adventures, he still doesn't learn his name. Yeah. He still just calls him P one three when he's hunting him down in this movie. So it, it's just a specific way to disrespect rocket and to never think of the people and beings he creates as real yeah, or of any purpose or utility at all. Um, Jesus calls us by name. Uh, he respects the names we're given. Uh, he knows our name. He will give us a new name, not just reject our identity, but fulfill our da- identity. The high evolutionary is defeated because he doesn't care for what he creates. In fact, he hates what he creates because none of it's good enough uh, and refuses to see their potential. And they went, they go find meaning and fulfill their potential uh, in other people, in family, in emotion, and not just being useful to him. Uh, That's how he's defeated when he, when Rocket teams up with these other misfits that the high evolutionary looks down on and sees as worthless sacks of flesh that contribute nothing. Uh, When we find out our full potential and love in our creator, God, we are fulfilled and completed. Uh, not, we don't, we aren't defeated and the God isn't defeated, but we are completed. The high evolutionary doesn't even invite his creations into what he call he calls paradise, but God does. So at the beginning of the movie, the high evolutionary, Uh, has made rocket and a couple other couple other animals like lila and floor and Teefs, uh and they're just parts of the evolutionary steps to get to the point where he can make something he actually cares about (laughs) and even though they have been incredibly useful to him and have their own identity and have their own being and it would not hurt a thing at all just to like oh here's like a acre by acre of space for you guys to live in uh he just won't let them live in this new paradise he's calling counter earth because that's just not what they're for he only sees their use and if they're outside their use they're in the wrong mm-hmm. so why would they be, need to be anywhere but the prison cell he's kept them in why would they need to do anything but learn what he's taught them They don't need to know (laughs) more. They don't need to see the sky, you know? (laughs) Um, Why'd you say that? (laughs) I'm going to cry. Yeah, that is very sad. Anyway. (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the High Evolutionary is a terrible god stand-in. He does not meet any of the standards of the true god. Uh, And the movie admits this. And the movie shows that... Rocket even says that at the end of the movie, he, was, he didn't want to make anything perfect. He just hated the way things were. Yeah. Um, God mm-hmm. does not hate you the way you are. He loves you the way you are. He wants you to be better, but he loves you. He wants you to live a better life, but he loves you. Um, and that's not what the high evolutionary does. And he's completely blind to the, his actions and how unnecessarily cruel they are and how... Part of the reason he cannot achieve the perfect life form is because he doesn't understand what life forms need. Uh, So he can't give it to them. So he can't get them to a place where they can give it to others so that they can live this utopic life. Mm. Um, Elias, did you have anything else to add? Nope. Okay, so yeah, God's better than the high evolutionary. I was going to say, yeah, no, that was
1: pretty kind of... I, there's, I mean, like, what am I going to do, argue? Like, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, Listen, man. <laughs> See, the high evolutionary, uh, he's... So, if you read the comics... <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I like... Yeah, I in the... There is this mirror of the high evolutionary Mm. and Rocket and the Guardians because even these what they call lower life forms. They're just like animals kept in there for experiments that haven't even been worked on or improved or made smart or anything. Uh, They still save them at the end of the movie because they see their worth. Because even something imperfect and that has had no improvements has worth to them. Yeah. But the high evolutionary, like, just eject them all in space for all he cares, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if, they're not cool gonna be, dude. if they're not going to be, if they're not going to be useful, then what's the point? So. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. So, Elias, thanks for being here.
1: <gasps> uh, thank you for being here.
0: <laughs> thanks for inviting me into your home. I hope you guys liked us talking about Dead Space and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Very different sci-fi. Space Adventures. This is
1: actually – yeah, that is very true. Very different. Um, Still a lot of people die in (laughs) –
0: Yes. Yes, they do. Uh, If you have any ideas or comments on what we've talked about or an idea for a movie or video game or book or TV show or song or anything – we would love to hear from you at all the things I said before, but I'll repeat a couple of them. <laughs> OCVPod.com. You can contact us there. OCVepod at gmail.com. And you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Have a good day, guys. Thanks for being here. Talk to you next week. Bye. 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 <laughs>